shit's about to hit the fan. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Hey yo, it's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 390. Normal service has been restored. It is the captain speaking along with El Jefe Moses Marquez. Welcome back. Top of the morning, yes, thank you. I'm, so, uh, I'm glad to be back. That's not true, the pool was lovely, the golf was awesome. The sunshine and all, but I am happy to be back. There, there, there is no doubt about that. Catching uh, DC taking my spot. I'm not saying it like that, but I'm saying it like that. I appreciate the backup. But again, happy to be back. I love that. Happy to be back, but not really. But not for the reason. Not for that reason. I not for that reason. I just miss the sunshine. I just, I just miss not having to go to work and <laughs> hanging out inside of a room filled with AC all day long. It's nice. Uh-huh. I didn't give a crap that I cooked all week. I didn't care. I trust me. I didn't care. It was. It's just relaxing. It was about to relax. And now we're thrown into chaos because it's double predictions this week. Um, so there's no segments this week. There's no shit marks say. There's no history. We're jumping straight into it um, because Tony Khan books like 100 matches. Dude. So I never thought I'd say this. Let's do the short one from WWE first. <laughs> I know, right? Of all the cards, <laughs> this one at least is the short one. Um. It is a big deal. It's the first UK pay-per-view since, I think, 2003. First UK stadium show since 92. Of course, the famous Wembley SummerSlam. Ah, um, yeah. And I believe it's the first WWE pay-per-view ever in Wales. Which is even more annoying for me because when it was first announced, I wasn't interested. And now it's too late. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. When when the whole thing started, it was it was ran by the old man. Yeah, the product was stale as crap, and I believe tickets were fucking through the roof. I mean, they were okay, like originally. Then they mm-hmm. went up and up and up, and then Triple H took over, and then they were still sky high. And yeah. I think last week they went down to really cheap because all the scalpers need to make their money back. That's how it works. Or at least sometimes but it feels that way. Too late to buck it off now. Eh, fuckers. Um, and I'm also working that day, but it's on in like late afternoon for us. So I think I'm going to miss like the first hour maybe, but at least it finishes early. Yeah. Well, I mean, with fucking only six matches, I would think it would end early. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there'll be more added tomorrow night. Oh, wait, 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 no, they've already that. pre-taped it. So yeah, there is six. Unless oh, let's they go. Announce, unless they announce some on Twitter like they sometimes do, but <sighs> well, I got to do this to me. Let's kick it off with Gunther defending the Intercontinental title against Sheamus. Oh, hoss me down. Jesus criminy, the fucking sheer stature and weight that's going to go down in this fucking match. Um, dude, fucking Gunther's on a fucking tear, okay? He's on a tear. When you, Even when you're not watching the product and the guy's on a tear and you notice that he's on a tear and you're not watching the product, it's fucking huge, Okay. Um, he's made me watch SmackDown. Well, that's not true. It's been it's all Pat Match. Triple H made me watch lie. SmackDown. It's it's trips. Okay, goddamn <laughs> trips. It started with the McAfee, and now it's goddamn trips. But um, no, he's he's been an awesome Intercontinental Champion. He has uh, brought some serious prestige to that title. I don't see anybody beating him anytime soon. He's gonna fucking beat the Honky Tonks record for all I fucking know. Um, 
But now he gets to show that fucking brutality because Seamus does not give a shit about working stiff. And I'm sure Gunther does not give a shit about it either. So they are going to beat the absolute fuck out of each other. It's going to be awesome. And it's just for our enjoyment. So give me Gunther all day long. And when Seamus has like a broken jaw at the end of this thing, don't be surprised. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't expect them pulling the whole, well, Seamus is kind of from the UK. He can win a title now. Nope. Um, like like we said, Gunther's on a roll. And if rumors are true that Butch is turning back into Pete Dunne, thank, please, please. Fucking become, please. You see me Peter begging? Dune again. You see me begging? I'm, I'm fucking begging. Um, I sense either a turn or disillusion. Is that the right word? Uh, I mean, hell, Austin Theory's getting his name back, even though he says he doesn't want the Austin back. I'm like, well, then shut the fuck up, kid. Matt Riddle, Riddle, he's back. I mean, we never stopped calling him Matt. Oh, yeah, because I I would never call him just Riddle. That's stupid. Uh, And that was also very under the radar this week, calling him Matt. Even the Dirt Sheets didn't post anything about his (laughs) Matt Riddle getting his first name back. Because, of course, the segment was just hot shit. Hot dog shit. I did. I did um, like the uh, uh, the Chad Gable in the in the Kurt Angle shoe shop though. <laughs> I I didn't think I would because it was so scripted, but I enjoyed oh, everything yeah. Chad Gable and Kurt Angle did. Super fucking scripted. You could just tell. But yeah, no, he's it. It was it was funny. It was it was it was uh, shockingly entertaining. And then just he's like, you can't shoot a shoo just all day long. <laughs> I just uh, wanted to tell it to my kids all day. Yeah, I, I I don't think Kurt Angle's mic skills are really what they used to be, obviously, but I think Gable sold that segment. And, of course, right at the end with the milk, which is oh, great. Milk. can <laughs> never go wrong with the milk when Kurt's around. Like when he said, hold on, hold on, I knew exactly what he was doing, and I loved it. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? I was surprised. But there oh. you go, yeah, the milk, trust me, bud. Also, milk hits all day. Corey, when Kurt drank whatever the hell they gave him, Corey was like, oh, he don't drink that stuff anymore. <laughs> Fucking goddamn Corey. Shut up, Corey. <laughs> um, let's go to this this one then because it's a freaking blood feud. Um, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, like, obviously, it was kayfabe, but it was so realistic that, that this week oh, yeah. with the whole extra footage. Um. They got super real. They got super heated. They're 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 kayfabing the shit out of this, and it's working. I mean, if 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 we didn't know this was a gimmick, I you swear to God they got real beef. Like yeah. you swear to God, this feels like fucking Matt and fucking Goldberg for crying out loud. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Did Seth say something about fucking you know uh, fucking MMA, or did fucking Matt say something about CrossFit, or I don't know, I don't fucking know. Like, what the hell is really going on? But you no, know, they're building the crap out of it, um, and it's 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 great. I think it's gonna get to the point though. Well, actually, you know what? Let me stop myself. I'm hoping because right now I'm and I hate that I look at a WWE card and I still immediately predictable booking. Because that, well, unfortunately, that's a lot of pro wrestling. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. And in this instance, I'm looking right at Seth saying this is Seth's match to lose. Yeah. But you're going to, but if they go out there and if Matt 
there's no way Matt can look bad. If you let if, if Trips lets these guys do their thing, as I'm hoping he should, you're not in the fucking states and you're not on television. Okay, this is a, a fucking network special, blah 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 blah. Just like the Haas match, let these guys go out there and do their thing. You know, if it's a if it's a serious, I wouldn't say serious, but if it's a a, a real match, something that's not scripted, all oh, holy fuck, both guys can look good. And Seth can just move on and, you know, move upward because he got the win. But Matt won't look bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Riddle's looking of. great. Um, this whole serious side of him is so good. It's great. The, the whole thing about it is, like, I think we talked, I talked about it with DC last week. The whole thing about Matt Riddle is, yeah, we know you're a stoner, but you're also a fucking MMA fighter. Exactly. Um, and was a decent one at that. Yeah, he, he. That's the thing because of his gimmick, he was so you know easygoing and laid back. And bro, like mm-hmm. people underestimate how much he can kick people's ass. Exactly. And now he's taken seriously because he's wanting to rip Seth Rollins' face off. God, I'm actually looking forward to this one. I think the only way they could have made it slightly more realistic is if they'd have like got like gone Facebook Live with this interview. And then afterwards, you hear, you hear the crew going, okay, we're clear. And then they say the shit. And everybody's like, oh, shit, shit, we're still alive. You know, it's subtle things like that. It's the subtle, stupid things that we could know you could immediately play it off as a fucking, oh, well, they're just fucking around. But if you play it out there to those that are already stupidly invested, they're going to fucking sh- down in the deep end, baby. Like, yeah, if- got to think like that sometimes. Because we like we know this is like this is a scripted show and WWE is very tight knit, mm. like everything to the T is perfect. So we know that when you broadcast something like this, like oh shit, this happened after the segment, we know it was supposed to happen. Yeah, but if you play it up, them fucking casuals, oh well, what's going on over here? But it, I mean, it's still got everybody talking about it. Yeah, uh, very much like the the fan footage of the the fight outside before. Uh, the show. Yeah, see, that was that's where the quality started. Uh, I this I think is probably the, the strongest story going into it. And like you said, it's Seth's match to lose. Riddle needs to win because he's been out for a while now. Mm-hmm. I know Seth's talking about going on to the Universal Undisputed World, whatever the fuck title. Yeah, seriously. But Riddle needs a win. Especially if he's going to keep this new serious side and we're going to take him seriously from now on. God, I hate that you make so much fucking sense with that. God damn it. Yeah, you know what? I don't fucking. Here's where I'm at now. Here's where I'm at. Because Roman has been this fucking carried babyface champion for fucking ever. And with trips coming in and knowing the true potential of guys, if you really want to make fucking Roman the unbeatable god that you want to portray him, that you are portraying him as, send him real opponents. Give him Matt Riddle like Matt Riddle was in Evolve. Give him fucking, uh, give me who fucking, give him fucking Gunther from PWG. You want to make Roman for real, you give him for real competition. And you know what? Yeah, it's got to start with Matt. It's got to start with Matt. 
or at least somebody similar to Matt's status. It can't be a Seth. It can't be a fucking Randy Orton. It needs to be somebody new. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Give me Matt Riddle, and I just fucking talked my whole self up. Usually that means I'm wrong. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Wishful fucking thinking, okay? I could actually use that term in knowledge now or, or logic now because the fucking old man's gone. Yeah. Like you said, it is still slightly predictable, even though it's Triple H's booking, but Triple H's predictable is different to Vince's predictable. Like, mm-hmm. Golden Age NXT was very predictable, but because of how well it was built, we loved that it was so predictable. Yeah, but then there was also those crazy-ass shock factors, too. Yeah, it was predictable, but it was the right kind of predictable. It was the right call. When Vince was pre- predictable, it, it was, was a shit decision. Because he got sick and he doesn't <laughs> want to change the pattern. That's why. Well, this like, feels comfortable. The difference between, like, oh, Cena's going to fucking win again, to Sami Zayn's been built to this title, he's finally going to beat Neville. Yeah, big difference. Um, or he comes to a head, or it's fucking hit the repeat button. Yeah. All right, let's get some tag action in there. Uh, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka versus Dakota Kai, Eos Guy, and Bailey, which they kind of fucked up because, as a lot of people weren't happy with this week, Raquel and Aaliyah won the women's tag team titles. So that takes a little bit of momentum away from Kai and Sky, who probably could have needed the push considering they're in this new hot group with Bailey. Yeah, they 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 could have really used that win, but something tells me uh, they did that because they're trying to start. They really want to use Raquel. At least now that I know that Trips is in charge, I know how he feels about her. And it's like, hey, we'll get you started with this, and then we'll get you built up. Hopefully, but um, but yeah, no, you're you're a million on that one, Dakota. Uh, Dakota and EO could have really really taking full advantage of that uh, uh of a title capture being a brand new faction a re a new a new team to the fucking main the whole nine it could have been great but yeah it, it, it's not so instead hey here's a consolation prize you guys get to go beat three established names yeah because that's exactly what i'm looking at with this one bianca can because again bianca can lose and it's not gonna fucking kill her she's She's probably the most over woman in the on the roster right now, and I'm saying that knowing that Becky Lynch is back, and knowing that Becky Lynch gets all she is beyond loved. But I mean, Bianca. The reason why I say that with Bianca is she literally earned it, and it's one of those things where we've seen her live earning respect each and every fucking network special. I want to say pay per view, but. It's each and every fucking week for that matter. She's gotten just better and better and better. And she's at the point now where she fucking, if she loses, it doesn't matter. Alexa Bliss, I think people are still fucking really on the fence with her. I'm still really on the fence with her. I'm more than happy she's back. I'm glad she's not the doll thing anymore, but yet she's still showing sides of that whole fucking crap. And yeah. I don't know what her gimmick is. I don't know either. It's Alexa's greatest hits. uh, Sure. I mean, I'm just waiting for her to show up in the fucking skirt with the pixie dust again. Like, I'm that's what I'm waiting on. I was just thinking, I'm waiting for a glitter, bliss, sparkle. God, I hated that fucking thing. 
That was the worst. And then Oscar's just the fucking best, but she gets treated like shit, which sucks. But a little too much comedy from Oscar. I want the <sighs> yeah. killer Oscar back. I was gonna say, like, they fucked, like, you ruined it. It's like, I, again, I get it was the old man. I get it. 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 But you took a fucking gigantic undefeated streak and you just, here you go, Charlotte. And then you couldn't fucking recapture the momentum, even though for fucking since when before Bianca was there, before fucking Alexa got stupidly huge, Oscar was one of your hottest, if not your hottest fucking women's champions, one of your hottest women's competitors. When my wife, my again, we're talking about a person who got invested every time I bring this up for anybody who's brand new to this. Anytime I bring up my wife, my wife is a as casual the wrestling fan as can be. She got into wrestling from fucking total fucking divas, bud. Okay, total fucking divas. So when my wife, when my wife says Oscar's a fucking badass, I have to watch an Oscar match. That's fucking telling you something. That's telling you that your fucking casual fans that are willing to watch the fucking dolled up Nikki Bellas and the fucking uh, fucking whoever the balls ass is on that fucking show and says, I want a fucking killer. I want the fucking badass that my husband has fucking preached about and said that this fucking lady used to beat the shit out of dudes in Japan because she did. Ask Minero Suzuki. Ask how he felt after he actually she whooped his ass. Suzuki, people. We're, yeah, the fucking murder grandpa. <laughs> Look it the fuck up. I think that's their only redemption, though, for, for Bailey, Dakota, and EO is to get the win in this one. I mean, yeah. Um, like, and then lead to Bailey and Bianca. That's exactly where it leads. You're the nail on the fucking head, bud. This is New Japan booking all day long. You get a six man. Oh, you get your tag bullshit out of the way. So your tag team looks strong. And then your big, your leaders go against each other later on down the line for a belt. Yeah. So. Don't hate it. Also, uh, the other reason the titles could have gone to Raquel and Aaliyah, the very heavy rumor of Sasha and Naomi's impending return. Ah, uh, yes. Um, If it's true, likely to happen at Clash of the Castle and impromptu women's tag, but title, unification, whatever. Fuck it. Handle it. Shit, I'm down for something like that. Because that's, I don't mind it. I knew they were going to come back the second the old man's out. They're going back. Like, I don't even think they wanted to like, like we kept speculating and speculating and speculating. And I know I did. And I know all the fucking smarks did and all this other shit that Sasha was going to AEW. She was going to be Mercedes, whatever the fuck. And she was going to go back to her old style and probably only wrestle three years because she'd eventually injure the crap out of herself and blah, 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 blah. I remember the whole fucking conversation. I think I have them still up on the Discord. And then all of a sudden, those rumors died. And we the whole speculation of what are we going to do with Naomi? What the fuck can you do with Naomi? What's going on with Naomi? Died. And then Hunter's involved. Op hops fucking Sasha's head. What's going on? Like NXT. I like NXT. And fucking back she goes. It's It was going to happen. And now that's, I think... Bullshit like that is kind of what had started that whole fucking bullshit rumor mill over the whole uh, Malachi asking for his release and shit in AEW. Yeah. And, All and of a Tri- sudden, because 
Trips is in charge. People want to fucking leave. I don't think so. Trip Trips has already shown he obviously cares more about the women's tag team titles than Vince ever did. He cares about Which, women's wrestling. Yeah, that that too. And you want to know why? And this is and this is one of the things that I love about I love about Paul. I've been calling him Trips all show. Let's get Papa real H. for a second. This is one of the things is I love about Uncle Paul. He knows what it's going to take to bring new demographic to this program. And he knows the impact women have on the program. So not only is he pitching women, trying to make them look better, trying to get them more serious, the whole nine, give you more to like, he's pushing them. He's mainstreaming them. You're getting real people. Ronda's not just the fucking, hey, I'm Ronda here destroying people. Ronda's got a character now. I think, I don't know, but she's, you know, she's not the end all be all, oh, you're going to face Ronda and you're going to lose. That's not the case anymore. You know what no. I mean? Now it's, it's, you know, it's a, it is a, 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 a fair playing field and yeah. he's pushing that. Uh, yeah. Live beat, live beaten. Ronda was completely out of left field and just changed everything about Ronda. I know that garnered a I know that gained a lot a lot of viewership when Liv won. Because again, if we were hyping her up, and this is the first thing I think about with Liv, if we're hyping her up, think about the little ones. Yeah. Because th- that that was her demographic all day long was the little ones. There you get a and again, coming from the experience here, you get the adolescent, the youngsters, the elementaries, if you will. You get them interested in this. And by the 33-year-olds, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we got for you. Okay? This is how we got into the program. This is how we stayed with the program. Trips knows that. He's pushing that. Now you're pushing it to the little girls. Congratulations. Wrestling's not just for boys no more. I uh, I dare say it also gained Ronda some respect from the fans. Because she was very polarizing up until that point. Trip said here, eat some crow. So, um, final predictions on the six woman tag. I think we're both going for Team Bailey. Team Bailey. I think they're coming up with a fucking weird name for him. Oh, I hope. I hope it's not something. Well, we're we'll not there anymore, so hopefully it's not going to be anything yeah. stupid. I swear, I forgot what I read, but it was one that they copy marked, copy oh. copywritten. I can't forget. I don't remember right now. I'll have to look into it later. Watch, watch you, them just go with the role models. Fuck, that'd be which cool. Which kind of works. That'd be fucking cool. You kidding me? That's a cool one. Uh, Hunter, it just you makes can... me think of the movie Role Models, though. I'm just going to... I love that movie. <laughs> uh, Hunter, you can find my P.O. box at, you know... Yeah, it's it, it's on there. Put a royalties check. <laughs> you know, I got Venmo. Um, all right. Work. Let's go... Let's stick with the women. We have the SmackDown women's title on the line. Liv defending against Shayna Baszler. Shayna. Shayna's been getting a nice, good push again. She's not a big dork anymore unless you watch her on TikTok. But that's a different story, different life, I guess. Um, But are you really going to derail the Liv train right now? I doubt it. Yeah, especially for... I mean, again... And, and this is the guy that likes Shayna Baszler. I loved her in NXT. I thought she was an excellent NXT women's champ. But right now, there is a rocket quite literally strapped to the butt of Liv Morgan. And until, and I'm going to say it, until Ronda comes back, 
because I don't see anybody else really like any big feud for her. I, I think it's going to be live for a minute, man. Yeah, and it it's weird how they're both kind of tweeners. Like, obviously mm-hmm. the fans started turning on Liv, but she's kind of rolled with it, and she's showing like shades of heel. Whereas Ronda was a full-on babyface, but people booed her, and now she's kind of an anti-hero, and people are cheering her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's the face and who's the right. heel when Ronda comes back. But we saw the interaction between Ronda and Shayna a couple of weeks ago where Ronda was like, you, you used to be a killer. Never mind, Oscar, you used to be a killer. Mm-hmm. And I can see that happening again where Liv beats Shayna and then Ronda shows up and be like, this is how you're a, you'd be a killer. And she just wipes Liv down. Yeah, I kind of really like that. I kind of do. Because, you know, then uh, that also plants a cool little seed of, you know, well, I mean, granted, I was going to say like the four horsemen. Like, they're all fucking gone now. But I mean, like that'll plant a seed of making them a cool little team, since apparently we're going to be pushing women's tag teams. Yeah, um, apparently, um, no, apparently about it, they did team up uh, at a recent house show, Ronda and Shayna. Way well, hey, there we go. So, I like this, predictions are pretty even so far. Let's see if anything's going to change in the last two matches: uh, Edge and Ray versus the Judgment Day. I'm calling a Dominic heel turn right away. I want to. I really want to like disagree with that, but I'm like, this guy is schmitten <laughs> right now by Rhea Ripley. He's over there fucking fighting Buddy Murphy for time to hang out with his lady. Um, I mean, not only that, but obviously there's tension because Ray chose Edge over his son, mm-hmm. and Dom feels rejected. And honestly, if they wanted, you want to do anything with Dom, you gotta get him away from his dad. I'm sure we've said that before. Yeah, I think we've been saying that for like two or three years. Um, <laughs> God, I really want to just be like, this is a Ray Edge win to get their fucking win back. But no, I'm uh, no, I'm. You're not. We're not wrong on the thing. Okay, no. when when Dom came in and he teamed with his dad, we're like, hey, this is cool. And then they won the tag titles. We're like, hey, that's really cool. And now we're like, when the fuck are you going away? You know, we we've here every every six months. You know, hey, Rey Mysterio's towards the end. Oh, hey, Rey Mysterio's towards the end. I swear to God, I've read that three times in the last two years. I swear to God, I have. That is that is a fucking shoot. And and Dom is literally just fucking there, man. He's just there, and that's the problem. It's like, why, what do you mean? You're just, you're fucking Dominic Mysterio. You're, you're, you're fucking the father. You're the son of fucking Ray Mysterio, and you're just fucking there. You know, you went from being, then again, I, I believe we've said this. You went from being one of the most talked about dudes to debut, to again, you are just there. No, fuck that. You're not just there. You're a fucking meme, bud. That's what you are. That's what you become in the wrestling world. You're a fucking meme. You know what I mean? Oh, hey, you know, fucking Dominic Mysterio just loves to be attacked by Rhea Ripley. You're all over fucking Facebook and everything, boss. Like, that's that's what I mean by you're a fucking meme. How, so, how yeah. is, like, Go ahead. He, he's had, like, two or three years, and he's been outperformed by Logan Paul in two matches. Oh, see, whew, that's where the fucking, right in the heart, right in the fucking heart. That's where it fucking, that's where the truth hits. Pat McAfee has had better matches than you, bud, and he's a fucking commentator. He's a commentator. Pat 
even Bad Bunny. He's a singer. Bad Bunny was really good though. That's, but again, we're we're fucking. That's the problem. You're here every motherfucking week, and you've been the same guy every week for. I, I want to say it's been three years, two yeah. years. I've seen Some, no improvement. He's like come in, he's gone up to there, pretty cool, and he just stayed there. I think he is the only thing I've seen difference from when he started and now is he's gotten comfortable on the rope doing high fly shit. That's it. That is it. That is the only difference I've seen. He is a little more comfortable doing those spots. That's it. His as far as move progression, no. As far as like ability to sell has not improved. His ability to fucking talk has not improved. You you are you are Aaliyah. You are Aaliyah when she was in NXT. You oh, I thought you meant his sister for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about fucking homegirl. Oh, no, no, no. She's doing something with her life. Probably. She's, got, she's got the mic skills and she ain't even wrestling. Exactly. It, it, exactly. She ain't there every week, bud. So when fucking little sister's better than you, <laughs> Jesus. So you know what? I, I love that idea. I don't, I don't know if you would do it here, though. I think you would want to do it on a bigger show. I mean, this feels pretty big. He's also got the full yeah. Eddie mullet going on right now, too. He, he he does have the Eddie mullet. He does look way more like Eddie than he does Ray. He looks um, like a math dealer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not going to disagree. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> I'm like done. I'm dead. And then it's just like the thought process is like, did Eddie ever used to? I can't. Anyway. Uh, got um, me the son of Rey Mysterio over here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he calls his stuff the five-star thought. I'm just, okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this, this is the West Coast pop. <laughs> if we, if we could, if Dom really turned on this show, it's a fucking great move. If they don't do shit, this is a fucking SmackDown match or a Raw match or whatever. So I say because you're in the UK for the first time in forever. I'm saying because this is the first, this is the first, no, this is the second Hunter pay-per-view or yeah. Well, I mean, the first one that he's booked the matches for, like Vince booked the matches for SummerSlam and then Triple H produced them. So then let's call this as Paul's number one. Okay, this is Paul's yeah. first one. And with that, you've got to leave an impact. So give me the Dom turn. Yeah. Give me the judgment day. And somebody call Buddy Murphy because Dom's going to start making out with your girl. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, yeah, they, they, they want to make an impact. They also need this show to be super successful so that they can have more. UK stadium shows in the future, which we we all want. Oh yeah, um, we do. Trust me, I'm, and I'm saying that as an American fan, because the, the, the let's be, let's keep it funky. Let's keep this funky for a minute. We know how where there's hot crowds in America. I don't give a fuck where you go in the UK. I don't give <laughs> a motherfuck where you go in the UK. I've seen indie shows with 400 fucking people in the bitch. And they're louder than fucking sometimes when I've been in San Diego for fucking 11,000 people. The UK crowd is fucking bananas. Fucking bananas. So, yeah, I'm going to need more than one show in nine years or whatever 
in the fucking UK. And to anybody that has never seen Welsh rugby at this stadium, Wales fans are fucking loud and like to sing. I was just going to say, I was like, if I've learned anything from watching (laughs) rugby and fucking football highlights is fucking the crowds out there, the fucking chants, the fucking singing, the just the fucking camaraderie of 20,000 people that you don't fucking know is right. the greatest. <laughs> it's the best. And now multiply that by three, and that's what we get at Clash at the Castle. Oh, let's fucking go, bud. Um, Well, we got one match left, I think. Just the main. Yep. Roman Drew, Universal title. Cool, let's beat the shit out of each other and Roman walks away. I don't know. I think I want to go McIntyre. You really think they're going to pull a Davy Boy Smith here? Like, obviously, they're push. The plan apparently is still Rock and Roman at Mania. That doesn't need a title because no. Rock, Rock can't win the title. And obviously, Rock is supposedly the one to, def- to like finally beat Roman, but. That wouldn't make much sense either, so I don't see any reason in keeping the title on Roman. He's gone two years now. Exactly two years. I was going to say, yeah, that is a big margin to hit, is two years. Um, Again, this makes perfect sense. If you really want to make a UK show successful, you got to turn some heads. Um, My concern is... If they turn around and give this, like, if they, if they give it to Drew, what is the quickest turnaround to give it right back to Roman before they fuck Drew? You know what I mean? How yeah. long does Drew have to have this belt in order for him to make it mean something in his small, short reign, but then turn around and give it right back to Roman? Because I'm with you. I don't think Rock and Roman need a fucking title but let's keep it funky here. CM Punk and fucking The Rock didn't need a title match either. No, and Punk never should have dropped it to The Rock. Exactly. So I'm thinking, and and then here's the other gimmick, because The Rock has done this every fucking, every time he's won the belt. He's there to debut a new one. Yeah. And that is my thought process with that one. That's why I'm sticking with the idea that it's going to end up being a title match. Rock wins another belt because, you know, gigantic Rock winning world championships in fucking wrestling where he's been out of the game forever makes all the sense in the world. You might as well bring back Hulk Hogan. But, but. Please don't. (laughs) But it would make sense. So for the sheer shock factor and let this be a lesson to us when we find out hunter is just as predictable as the old man but in a good way right give me drew out of the sheer hope that this is the oh shit we know fucking all outs tomorrow so for six matches we're just gonna fucking you know make you guys cream your pants good luck watching that piece of shit tomorrow like I, that's that's really what I would. If I'm Hunter, if I'm fucking, if I'm Paul fucking Levesque, and I know what's the next day, I'm going balls out on this motherfucker, balls out. Why? Because I'm better than you. That's it. That's it. Because we're the fucking E, baby. 
I again, and this isn't. I have no animosity towards everybody. Knows I'm a fucking AEW diehard. I have no animosity towards them. I'm just saying, you really want to make this motherfucker thing a war? Make it a war between us. Make us decide. Do I? Do I? I can't miss this fucking e show. There's no way I can miss this e show. Instead of well, why the fuck would I want to waste my time doing that when I could pregame for Sunday watching all out? Yeah, it, it's not like another Saudi Arabia blood money show. Like, people are no. excited for this one. We are. And it feels and, special, and it is special. I'm also and, thinking Survivor Series. Like, if they're going Raw versus SmackDown, then we obviously need two world champions. There you go. There is a way to split it. But then again, how do you split it before Survivor Series? Because right now it is a, well, no, he it's he's got the Universal and the World Heavyweight. Yeah. So but he's only defending the undis well no, he's is they're, they're both on the line. So like they're both independently active, but they're being defended as the undisputed title. So they can still split. And of course Fury's still got the briefcase. Mm-hmm. He can pick and choose which one he cashes in on. Interesting. Interesting. And again we have until November. Yeah. We got just under three months, I think. So, I'm sure they can come up with something. Hunter's done it before. I mean, hell, they fucking gave the NXT title away on a house show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in Japan. And in Japan. God, okay, I'm in love with the booking that we've came up with, so give me fucking Drew just to let everybody in that fucking stadium go home drunk. Everybody, even the oh, kids. they would go home drunk either way. <laughs> It's like we when we go out, there's, we're not fucking around. There's like four or five pubs right outside the stadium. Let's fucking go, bud. <laughs> Them bitches are going to be open till four in the morning, Jack. Where you from? Be watching a wrestling. <laughs> oh, how, you, how can you tell? You fucking got vomit <laughs> all over your wrestling shirt, bud. Oh, man. Drew McIntyre walked in. Bloody hell, he's a big boy. <laughs> Um, and he and he's from the UK, so there, you go. there we go. Predictions are all matching for Clash at the Castle. We'll see if DC, Travis, Phoenix, anybody disagrees. Chad, we want we want to see your bold predictions. Obviously, there we go. A bold prediction. MVP. I am also current king. Brings me to my next fucking point. You're going to call yourself the Dragon King? Are you fucking serious? Last time I checked, there are no dragons around here. Let me stop you right there. We don't have time for this shit this week. We got double predictions. So if you want some mic time, you wait till the end of the show. Back to Max. 
Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you may be joining us. Jump on board and don't get off because coming up in just over two months, on November 24th, we present our next special promo, Series 7, Rising Storm. Main evented, of course, by the freeway to end all freeways. Your captain defends the Max Wrestling World Championship against House of Ashes member Travis Walker-Anderson and my jury mate, Chad Malcolm. The goddamn lawyer. The goddamn lawyer. Plus, in more jury versus House of Ashes action, uh, Moses defends the television championship in a TV triathlon against Cypher. Three stages will determine the TV champion, and it's one year at promo series since we debuted the title. One, of course, by Moses. There you go. So that's how you know history shall repeat itself. See, the thing is, is when you come at me in the promo game, you better come at me hard, and you got to do it twice. Twice. So bad for you. And in more promo action, it's a rematch from Promo Slam 2020, but it's also a battle of wills as DC looks to silence the podcast machine. Shoosh! Shoosh! It's Daniel Crimmins versus Mike Larkin. And the promo series tradition, the Phoenix defends the Knowledge Championship in the Winter Stays On Gauntlet. We don't know who Challenger 1 and 2 will be yet, but we do know that the third and final Challenger will be moi. And of course... We'll be predicting Survivor Series and crowning the group MVP, whether it still be Travis after one full year as champion, or MVP, whatever you want to call him. It takes place November 24th. Go to maxwrestling.net slash promo series 7 for more information. If you want to be in the shot at being group MVP, literally you just need to post and comment more than Travis 28 days away from the event. That's it. So jump on the Facebook maxwrestling.com forward slash or sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Max Wrestling. Get up on that. Get up in there and beat out the MVP because it's easy. It's a real simple. All you got to do is share your opinion, share some posts. We're all yeah. about the fun. Even I think you can even win it just on comments. If you comment enough. I mean, hell, Chad threw some fucking dumbass comments out there. You just gotta get you just gotta get active. Just get active. Yeah, that's the whole point of the group MVP interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Travis did try to interact during the break there, but we got a lot to get through, so you're going to have to wait till the end of the show. Um, we just did six matches for Clash at the Castle. We're doing more than double that now for All Out. Jesus Christ, Tony. <laughs> he really does go All Out every year. Yeah, but I can't keep doing that. I mean, thank God it's a three-day weekend for us out here because Labor Day is on Monday. But fuck, man, I can't be doing these four-and-a-half-hour pay-per-views all the time. All out needs to be two days. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you need to fucking do is you just you know I don't need, okay so Starks and Hobbs I can see on this okay so I if I'm picking and choosing right now matches that don't need a goat on on this show you don't need Jay Lethal the Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR and Wardlow on this show you don't need that that could easily have been on a dynamite no problem uh. The fucking... Is Ishii and Kingston. Well, it's a pre-show match. Oh, okay. So main card, main card. So um, then those, even those three pre-show matches, those could have happened on a Dynamite and been cool, and you could have thrown... You could have thrown... Uh, you could have thrown that fucking six-man that I just wanted to kick out. You could have thrown that on the fucking pre-show, and you would have been cool. You could have thrown... 
um, Starks and Hobbs on the pre-show and you would have been cool. And, and that would have already lightened the load. I mean, it, uh, I don't know if I would have put House of Black versus Darby Allen, Sting and Mir. You know, what? You know, fuck it. I'd put them motherfuckers on the pre-show. And then there you go. Now you got a nine match show. And it's not going to be four and a half fucking hours. It'd probably be three and a half. It'd be reasonable. But hey, whatever. TK's having some fun. Do your thing. Yeah, I Asshole. think All Out is supposed to be like his WrestleMania. I believe um, so. It's all, all Out is always longer than the other four pay-per-views that they have. Yeah. Um, So it, we're looking at like, I think last year, uh, obviously it was Punk's debut and everything. I think it was like five. 30, yeah, we went six in the morning little, over here. Mm-hmm. I want to say they actually went five hours. I want to say it went five hours. I'm pretty sure they did. So. That sounds perfectly right. Um, all right, so I'm not even going to bother mixing it up. I'm just going to go in the order that they're listed. So Beautiful. Ishii versus Eddie Kingston on the pre-show. Kingston, baby. You need. <laughs> I think we say this every time Kingston has a big match. Kingston needs a win. Well, here's the thing. He's this is again because TK's booking for some fun. Ishii's like, hey, I'll come over whenever he's in town. And Kingston has always always shined in matches again with uh, guys he can he can go strong with. And there's nobody better to go strong with than fucking Ishii. So, I think that's gonna work just fine. Yeah. Um, have to agree. King, like I said, Kingston needs a win. Needs the dubs. He needs all the dubs possible. Again, he's he is a dark horse favorite for a lot of AEW fans to be like the next AEW champ. Ah, he's overdue some kind of big win, like majorly. Give him the fucking All Atlantic Championship and have him fucking travel up and down. I mean, I love Pac, I do, but give him that fucking belt. Have him go to Japan and some shit. Come on now. I like the idea of the All Atlantic being a traveling championship, but it also kind of. Makes you forget about it. Like, I forgot about it. Um, Big time. I will admit that for sure. Big time. Like, travel with it all you want, but we still need to see it on TV. Mm -hmm. So, Park defending against Kip Sabian. This Kip's win. If you bring this motherfucker back to have him lose, you're the E. I'm sorry. You don't do that. You don't bring a guy back to have him lose, even if it is a title match. So, Kip Sabian wins this belt. Hopefully he defends it more on national television than he does traveling with it. But then again, maybe this is the traveling belt. Maybe Kip Sabian returns just to go on a hiatus. Traveling hiatus, but still. I mean, the whole paper bag gimmick has been going on for so long now. Mm-hmm. And like it got well, to the point thing, where go ahead. it got to the point where they made us think that we just made it up. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, are we making this shit up? Did he ever wear a paper bag? What the fuck's going on? And then there was those couple of people every other week or whatever, once a month. Hey, where the fuck's Kip Sabian? Hey, where the fuck's Kip Sabian? I don't give a shit where Kip Sabian is. That's what I used to always say. And that's the oh. truth. And that's how I feel. He he had all this momentum, and I seen some good matches from him. And then the one that killed me was him and Sammy, and I'm like... That that should have been way better, and it wasn't, and it pissed me off. And because of that, all I ever saw after that was Kip being a goofball, and I could yeah. never get past it. Now he looks serious. Now there's no hot blonde lady to distract us with. 
give it to Kip. Let's see what he can do. If he's for real McNeil, he'll stand on his own two feet. If not, it'll be a quick transition. Yeah. When, when did Pac win the title? Uh, was it July? June. End of June. June. So he hasn't really had a very long run. But, again, we haven't really seen any of the runs uh-huh. because it's been defended all around the world. Yep. Which, unfortunately, does not help our case for liking this belt. No. Um, also doesn't help our case for, hey, Pac finally won a title. But where is he? <laughs> yeah, he finally won a title to not be on television. Pain yeah, this, this, this title's like a gift and a curse. It's like you've got a championship, but nobody's going to see you defend it. Well, at least not on Dynamite. Unless, unless they buy a ticket. Yeah, unless they buy a ticket and unless they're in the fucking area you're at. Um, fucking weird indie show you're there now. So I want to see more of Pac than I do Kip Sabian, so give it to Kip Sabian. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah again, if, that mean, if that means Pac hangs out on Dynamite, right. then get rid of the fucking belt. I mean, I think Pac should be on Dynamite more now because the trio's titles are coming into fruition and mm-hmm. he has, of course, Death Triangle. So, mm-hmm. agreed right again there. there. The third pre-show buy-in match. Um, Hook defending the FTW title against Angelo Parker. Very random. Mm-hmm. Um, more so that they chose Angelo over Matt because I think Matt is much more recognizable and has more oh, yeah, presence. Oh, man, daddy magic. But I guess this is a way to get more attention on Angelo Parker because he's always getting outshined by his partner. By his counterpart. Sport entertainer. Oh, yeah, the sport entertainer. Oh, God. I fucking, again, I can't believe that. I, I, well, that's not true. I know why I hated these guys. And then the same reason I hated these guys is why I like them now. It's fucking because they're annoying and kind of good. Speaking but, of which, I, I watched Dark Elevation this week and Matt on commentary ain't it. No, he's, he's oh, not like, the money. Like this half, my brain knew who it was. This half was going. That sounds familiar, and he was so annoying all night. So I had to Google it to make sure. And it's like, oh shit, it is him. But yeah, I like, I kind of like him now. But he's so annoying on commentary. I think that was half the point, though. But no, um, Hook's gonna walk in, destroy this kid, walk out. Good for Hook. Um, yeah. But if you're just gonna start fucking feeding everybody to hook, do it on a fuck. Do it. Do it on the main show. Do it on the main. Let let hook be your opener. Come out, kills a motherfucker. Okay, cool. You know, hey, I can't. I can't. There, I have to be my butt in my seat because fuck, hook's gonna go out there and kill this fucker. I can't be getting a drink. I can't be taking a piss. Can't be buying a shirt. Got to be in my seat. Yeah, hook kind of lives on buy-ins and rampage. Yeah, I hate that. And he's you, so you good. Right. He, he he's so good. He needs more exposure than you Rampage, can't. which gets like six hundred thousand and buy-ins. I was just gonna say you cannot build a guy when there's no audience. And we know Rampage's numbers are going down. We know Dark's numbers have fucking dropped into the gutters. We know fucking elevation numbers are damn near non-existent at this fucking point. And Hook is a guy who fucking garners attention. He garnered attention in a match with fucking Danhausen, who's over because he's fucking funny. Okay, that's the thing here. And it's it, but but you're killing me 
with leaving him on the pre-show. If he's going to fuck again, I, and I just said, it, if he's going to kill your nerds or kill people every week or whatever, every time you do a pay-per-view, make him your opening match. I assure you, this will only help his case. I remember a guy in the E that got over his fucking cr- like, like crazy for being entertaining as all hell in the opening match, and then they released him. No way, Jose. Yeah, and then Tony hired him. Well, there you go. And now I don't know what the fuck he's doing. No. Um, Hook is always a safe bet. So, again, we're all going for Hook. Let's go. Give me, send Hook. Send him all day. Just not to my house. All right. Main show. Oh, man. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. I don't know what to say. I really am. I'm, I feel like B Dry is on his fucking uh, farewell tour. I feel like that's exactly what this is. This is a farewell tour. He 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 lost to Danny Garcia. Turned around and beat Danny Garcia. Now he's gonna beat. He's probably gonna beat Jericho. He might end up getting a match against like Claudio. Something tells me he's done. Like he's on his way out. I just I got that fucking feeling. And Jericho appeasing everybody as interchanging himself as you know the pain maker one minute and then you know uh, what is he the fucking Lionheart now the you know the last yeah. member of the Stuhart Throwback. dungeon and shit the real pro wrestler if you will. I just. B Dry's got to look good. He's going to win this. But again, I'm not going to be surprised if come like January, he's done. All right. You know what? I don't think Jericho's got very many years left in him either. No, he looks like he, him too. Another one. But he's been able to do it for so long. I feel like when you were his, I feel like his farewell tour has been going on for like four years. <laughs> Because he's like, I can totally retire tomorrow. But, hey, look at this cool new gimmick I just came up with. Or let me re- bring back this old gimmick. And he's still good enough to do it. That's yeah. the thing. That's the killer. <laughs> That's why I definitely also uh, stick to the notion of, like, he 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 might actually be one of the, the greatest of all time, if not the. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so you've gone for Brian. I'm finally going to go another way because I see Danny Garcia pulling the swerve. Like, at the moment, we think he's already leaning between Danielson and Jericho, but I think his loyalties lie completely with Jericho, and he's going to go full heel on Danielson at this show. So give me Jericho. I like it. Uh, next up, we are going to crown an interim women's world champion. Uh, either Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, or Hikaru Shida. This is an interesting one for me because, uh, honestly, I can make a case for all four of these ladies. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm, you're immediately setting up that best friend feud between her and Thunder Rosa. Whenever Thunder Rosa comes back, apparently she's battling a back injury, which yeah. is never a good thing. Um, Hikaru Shida looked like she was beyond fucking over. Like people really like her, and and it's and it's not a quiet thing anymore. So I could definitely see them giving it back to her. She was um, a great champion. Jamie Hader being the the outsider looking in, 
if you will, I think would be a fucking surprise shock factor, which would be nice. She is a hard hitter, hard hitting competitor, which could set up a lot of good matches. And then, of course, you immediately set up a feud with then the doctor because, you know, that's your part of her cool little click a gig. So there's that. And then, then again, of course, the obvious one for Brit was she was your highest grossing champion. You kind of need to put more eyes back on your women's division mm. and giving her the belt. Setting up for probably her and Jade. That looks awesome. So yeah. with with that as much as and trust me is and I've thought this one through and through as much as I'm like Tony and Tony setting it up would be great because people are behind Tony. That crowd last night told them fuck Tony we're with Sheeta, but right now I'm sticking with the brain of TK and saying we got to get money back in our division and with that. Britt Baker will take back the AEW, even if it's a fucking interim. I don't think she's going to remain interim. I think she'll end up being undisputed women's champ at the end. Of, by the end of this all, maybe even then, maybe even then, her and Thunder Rosa can regain whatever fucking fire they had in that first match. Yeah, I was just thinking the the only problem there is she has to work with Rosa again. Um, Apparently, nobody can do that. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker is a very safe option because the women's division does need a kick up the ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jade has to be moving up at some point very soon. Um, I was going to say she's probably going to lose the title to Athena, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I talked about it with DC last week, and we both kind of agreed like it has to be Tony time because they've been building towards her and Rosa anyway. And if they both have a claim on the title, that's going to make it even more interesting. So I'm going to have to stick with Tony. I can't say I disagree with you. Say one, one, one is a great story to continue, and another one is a money move. So we'll see how it goes. I, like I said, I'm, I'm sticking with the money move, but I can absolutely, I can absolutely see the Tony thing going. Long-term story, long-term storytelling is something TK loves. Yeah, no matter how much the E-drones want to deny it. Yeah, them motherfuckers know a little bit about it, too. They didn't knock that shit off. <laughs> Long-term storytelling. Remember when you watch 12 matches of the same motherfucker? Long-term storytelling. Eventually, they're going to get rid of it. I don't know what story they're telling, but they're fucking doing it. All right. Uh, House of Black versus Darby, Sting, and Miro, the oddball team. Like a son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, this one was added very late last night. Uh, not last, was it? yeah, last night. Yeah. Um, almost immediately after rumors came out that Malachi had been released, <laughs> or asked for his release and was granted it, and apparently four other people from a source that is full of bullshit all the time. So hey, you know, hey, whatever. I mean, it definitely made us all do a bunch of clicking last night. So we, you know, yeah, hey, they, yeah. you know, we bit. You, you do you, right, motherfucker. Um, I feel like some some uh, chicanery is going to go down for this one. I feel like some chicanery has to go down for this one. The yeah. question is, is it Miro or is it Sting? And now that's where I'm going back and forth because Sting last week when he came in and beat the crap out of the House of Black, half of his face was all, you know, fucked up. Yeah. But it wasn't fucked up in the backstage promo. But then again, you know, for all we know, he's just going to get hit with the mist one more time. And now he's official. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Or 
again, the same thing can go with Miro. For all we know, he decides to join Sting and Darby and faint, paint his face as well. And we'll, I don't know. But I feel like somebody's turning on somebody. Because I, I, I don't really see this thing working out. Because that is a, such a fucking oddball team. It's not even funny. Um, and at this point, you really can't keep beating the house of black the way you're beating them. And if you are, you need to separate these guys. You need to separate them. Because Brody King does not need to be losing like this. And Buddy Matthews could be used in a much better manner. Yeah. So, you know what? Like, he heels thing is very interesting, especially at this stage of his career and all the momentum he's brought in since debuting in AEW and being Darby's protective grandpa. Yep. It would be a very bold move to turn him heel. But maybe bold's what we need. Yeah. I remember, I remember when it was a bold ass move for Sting to turn on WCW. Joker's thing was very bold, and some people hated it. Some people loved it. I loved it. Oh, gosh. If you... Godly, I'm really, like, running with this in my head now. If you make Sting the leader of the House of Black, are you kidding me? Like, what a fucking... What a front man. What a front man to have. But then again... Would you rather just add more muscle like Miro? But then again, I think Miro's on his own goddamn path. But then again, Homegirl was in his locker room a couple weeks ago. Uh, I say Miro's the guy that turns just because, you know, you can't break up Grandpa and his grandson. Not yet, at least. Give me the House of Black. I don't think Miro's joining him. I just think he's going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, um, I don't know who or why or what's going to happen, but either way, I'm going House of Black to get the win. Um, But it won't be clean. No, 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 no. All right, now now we get to the other women's title, TBS title, Jade defending against Athena. Shit, any other day that ends in a Y, I'm fucking running around saying, oh, Jade's going to win, Jade's going to win, Jade's going to win, Jade's going to win, Jade's going to win. But here's the facts. We had already talked about it. It's time, baby. It's time. Jade needs to go up. You need to go up, girl. And and I've said this part, too. If that means you take that TBS championship with you and you cash that motherfucker in like the Gift of the Gods belt did in fucking Lucha Underground, do it. Fucking do it. You don't have to lose to Athena. It would make sense if you lost to Athena. But then again, all I, and this is a singular guy here, is, is, is me. But only me. Jade losing this thing don't fucking matter. But again, to me, Athena winning this shit don't matter. I'm at the point where it's only I only give a shit about Jade moving up from here on out. I don't care about this match. I care about her momentum upward. That is it. That's the only thing I give a shit about. So if that means she has to lose to go up, then lose to go up, girl. Okay? If you remain undefeated and you don't go up and you keep this fucking belt, I'm going to be a little bit mad at TK. So 
strictly, strictly, strictly because I am dying for her to go up. Athena is going to win. Yeah, I, I think exactly the same. Um, and you seem to be mad at TK if he kept Jade with the title and everything. Not just for that, just for, again, not putting a title on another girl that they brought in with so yeah. much momentum like Ruby. I get, yeah, it's like, I get it. It's, I understand her fucking, her drawing power, her stature, her everything in between. I get it. But you can't have a TBS title or this title or that title or this title or that title or this title. And then there's seven people that hold these motherfuckers. Explore, build other people. Athena apparently is still hot. People are still excited for her to be there. Capitalize on that by giving her the belt. Again, Jade doesn't have to look shitty in a loss. She doesn't. And I don't think she will. If she loses, then cool, she loses. And then the next night, or fucking, I should say on Dynamite, she shows up and just, you know, goes right after whoever wins the women's title. And then there you go. Now you're building towards her being in the main, or the one of the top women stars in your company. But it has to start with Athena taking this belt again i i can i you i can i could pitch it either way but i'm yeah. with you once you had made that statement you're a thousand percent you can't keep letting these women show up make a fucking name just to turn around and lose and not gain nothing ruby soho went from being oh my god she's finally here we get to see what she's doing to i don't know where the fuck she's at no oh wait no she got hurt yeah but like before that like yeah exactly where is she, she dark elevation which is not okay. No. Like, it, it's okay to be on there, but give us a little yeah, something on Dynamite, too. N- yeah, not every fucking week, though. Not every motherfucking week. That's your time in the sun. Here you go. Is on this show that nobody watches. No. Not okay. And again, I'm saying that as a diehard. I don't watch that shit. It's, it's, it is an awkward time, and nothing about those shows is garners enough attention. When we got Shota Uminu versus fucking Pac, okay, I'll watch that. When we got the Thunder Rosa versus, uh, I forget who she wrestled in in, um, in Japan, I, I, yeah, I watched. But when it's the norm of the, this is a Saturday night, uh, Saturday, you know, WCW Saturday night, you know, where there's a lot of squashes, I don't, I don't care. Newer fans don't care. Hell, old fans don't care. We want to see progression. So if you're going to go out there and build people, not via squash, then do it. And maybe we'd watch. But until then, you've got to allow people to shine in a spotlight where they are watching. And unfortunately, right now, the only two areas people are watching your shows, besides BTE, is Dynamite and your pay-per-views. Yeah. That- so go, go out there and push Athena a little bit. That second rampage last year, the, the the first dance only happened because of Punk. That's right. That's nobody's right. gonna nobody's gonna go to that time slot again. Nope. Especially not on fucking TNT with everything they got going on. Um, and as as far as Jade goes, like, I I feel like the TBS title has become more important than the women's world title in AEW, and a lot of that has to do with Jade. Big time. I mean, she brought true prestige to that thing. You're, she was, what is her current record? She's 39 and 0, 38 and 0. I don't mm. think she's at 40 yet. I want to say she's like 38 and 0. Yeah, well, she hasn't hit 50 yet. We know that. 
Yeah, well, at this point, she doesn't need to. That was what we kept saying. You know, if you wanted to do the Goldberg run with her, but then then again, you should have just fucking made her defend that goddamn Matt belt on every motherfucking show you had. If you really wanted a Goldberg streak like that, have her defend that thing against every fucking women wrestler that's ever been around every indie and blah, 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 blah. And have her tear through a bunch of motherfuckers. You know? But... Uh, it it is it is that time. It's that time to move on. That time to move up. Thirty six. She's thirty six and zero. Thirty six and zero. Okay, so you were four away from forty. Thirty five and zero was great. Thirty six and zero. Well, guess what? Thirty six and one ain't bad. Go up to the main now, please and thank you. Yeah, it's got to be at the how, end. I'm trying to figure out how thirty six and zero. Is a ninety-seven point three percent win average. Huh? Surely that's a hundred percent. Huh? She ever have a draw? No. So then what the fuck? Who Thirty-six wins, no draws. Oh wait, one loss. When was that? Who'd she lose to? On a on a pay per view. Jade lost on a paper. She lost that tech notice. No, they won that tech match. Her and Shaq. All right, I need some more information. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Oh, all out last year. There was the Casino Battle Royal. Oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> really? That, that, that's that's her only loss. Is the Casino Battle Royal. But she wasn't pinned. She didn't tap out. She went over the ropes. Doesn't count. So how in the fuck is that? <laughs> Whatever. That's stupid. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, damn. so we're both going for Athena, and we want to see Jade move up and bring some of that prestige that she's brought to the TBS title to the women's world title. Please and thank um, you. Like, a lot of people would, would say she's still pretty green in the ring. But yeah. everything else is on the fucking money. Presentation, presence, even mic skills have improved. She's top. She's a star. She's a fucking star. And we Plain never thought we would be saying these words a year ago. I remember when she debuted and I just said, oh, fuck, great. <laughs> you know, I hey, and I, again, I am always one to turn around and admit when I'm wrong. When I was wrong about Justin Herbert being a fucking phenom, guess what? I fucking backtracked everything. And the same thing with Jade when I kept saying she's nothing but a body and she came out here and she quite literally shut me up. Yeah, I actually think it was the TBS tournament last year that she started winning me over because they announced the tournament. And I think everybody was like, ah, Jade's going to win it. But the way they presented her was just, yeah, she deserves to win it. And then she's excellent on the mic. Really good. Short, sweet to the point. She doesn't overdo it. Everything about her is really good. Yeah. All right. Next up, <laughs> Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. Yeah, I know that. I was just like, God damn, you're just going to confuse Jr. Moore last night because you're all like, <laughs> you're not wrestling Jungle Boy. <laughs> now he's going to be like, shit, what do I call him? What do I call him? But uh, I think this is going to be, this is one of those ones where, again, this is this is a match where it doesn't matter that Christian loses. You know, no. he was that was the whole point. He's fucking pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. He's the bully that you get to punch in the face at the end of fifth grade. OK, 
And that's where we're at right now. It's 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 gone to that point. There's not much else they can do. The only thing I can think of, and I don't really truly see it happening, but it's a possibility, is Luchasaurus turns again. Oh, yeah. But then again, I don't again, I don't see it happening. I'm more of you give Jungle Boy some uh some true presence here. He beats a, a, a legend of the business in Christian Cage. I'm not even going to, I can't deny him what he's earned. And you just, and now Jungle Boy has no more beef with Christian Cage. You know, maybe now he's looking towards the TNT title, all Atlantic title, you know, get some gold on him that wasn't a tag belt, and we get to move on with our lives. You know, I have no, there's no godly reason for Christian to win besides a Luchasaurus and that is the only reason and trust me that is like i don't even really truly see that happening but no then again this is this is one of those revenge stories where it makes absolutely no sense unless the 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 victim gets the revenge exactly the underdog gets the revenge so has to be jungle boy otherwise what the hell was the point exactly um Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Speaking of what the hell is the point? <laughs> like, the only reason I can think of is you just want to get FTR and Wardlow on the show. That's fine. This is another goddamn New Japan match. We give you a six-man to build to a singles match where Jay Lethal is going to go against Wardlow again. You know, it's that, that that's what I'm seeing out of this. It's, 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 that's what we're going to get. So FTR and Wardlow are going to win, you know, maybe Jay Lethal takes a couple too many power bombs, or you know what, it'll probably be fucking Alex Shelley. He'll probably get destroyed. Yeah. And then they're going to win, and it's fine, and it is what it is. One of them's going to blow an M- MCL. Oh. Not, I would not be surprised. <laughs> um, Speaking of FTR, though, like, what the hell is up with them getting cut from the video game? I don't know. Um... That's a weird one. I tried to look into it and I couldn't find any concrete um, evidence on on what exactly. But the one thing I was reading is I believe they're still available in the WWE game. I don't know if that is true or not. DC would confirm or deny that for me. Or, you know, let's look this shit up real fast because I I don't understand. um, There's there's a couple in there that are going to. Still be available on 2K22. Like Cesaro's Uh-oh. on there, Samoa Joe's on there, um, Andrade is he on there? I think he's on there. Mm-hmm. Keith I believe Lee, he is. Swerve. Yeah, there's a bunch of like I, I've literally been able to play my GM with an AEW roster on 2K22, and only a couple of them are downloaded. Right. Okay, why in the fuck won't you let me? I was like, I did. I'm trying to read one. It's like this is the real reason for them, and da 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 da. And I was like, well, why? Okay, well, what's the reason? Okay, well, that doesn't help me. Thanks a lot, asshole. Fucking internet. Goddamn wrestle talk. It's like real reason why they were removed from the game, and then their screen like fucks up on me, and I can't scroll. I'm like, come on, dude. Oh, your fucking mom's a whore. 
Well, anyway, apparently uh, they got pulled for whatever butt fucking reason it is. I can't fi- find it because you know they're being lame. One one possible reason was there was some issues with move set and capture animations, which caused the changes to the game's launch roster, which includes FTR. Ah. Which I guess would be understandable. Um, they they can always add them in later. It just That's feels true, weird but it's that just, like they're your yeah. hottest tag team. Well, yeah, they're also your they're, they're your fucking tag champs, bud. Fucking tag champs everywhere. Exactly. They're yeah. They're everybody's tag champs. Why the fuck aren't they in your game? But I mean, if it's all because of a fucking move set thing, then I mean, I guess. Like Kenny's in the game. You, you can capture Kenny's motion cap. You can't capture FTR. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? You can't just like. Well, I was gonna say you can't copy some shit. No, they can't. There's nothing to copy. Um, I mean, I guess. Uh, sure, why not? They were too busy to do motion capture for themselves. Yeah, that's, all, that's what I'm getting at. But um, yeah, give give me them to win the match too because I I don't really know why Jay Lethal's teaming with the Motor City Machine Guns. It just felt like a cheap pop. Just like hey, yeah. we got we got the guns on the show. Like okay, that's literally it, dude. That was literally it. Um, so yeah, let's move on that one. Let's do the casino ladder match. The winner receives a future world title match. We didn't know who was in it last week, but now we know everybody except one. There's always a joker. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudio, Wheeler Yuta, Penta, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade, and Dante Martin, and TBD. TBD, according to Uncle Dave, all signs point to MJF is returning, and it looks like it might be him. He has already reported to people in AEW, informed them that he will be returning. So for any speculation out there, especially after this fucking rumor mill bullshit, MJF is coming back. Let's keep that funky. Now, with that being said, and this is going to lead to the main, with that being said, the original plan before fucking Punk broke his foot like a dumb shit, it was supposed to be MJF and Punk. For the bill. I don't know if that's still your plan. Personally, I'm all for Moxley. I am a million percent on the Moxley boat. I feel like he needs to go in there and just fucking murder Punk. But then again, if you already have an established story, you're going to play into it in an odd way and the blah, 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 blah. Um, And then I feel like this... Everybody's, as far as I know from the ladder match, everybody's lost it. I don't think anybody's won it and then turned around and won the AEW championship. Except for, I was going to say, maybe John. No, John wasn't in it. Um, I'm trying to think who the past winners were. Because, did they have one at Double or Nothing, too? Yeah. Yeah, because Brian Cage came in and won the big-ass poker chip. Yeah, but then he didn't do nothing with it. No. So, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Here we go. Um, ladder matches in AEW. Adam Page won the first one and then won the world title. Well, he didn't win the world title that first time, did he? Uh, I think no. he might be the only that, exception. That was against Kenny. Yeah, I believe he's the only exception. He's the only, yeah, he's the only guy that wins, that won it. 
Everybody else has won it and lost. Yeah, that was also on Dynamite. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the first one at All Out was the Escalada de la Muerte match. Lucha Brothers won against the Young Bucks. Uh, Brian Cage won the big-ass poker chip at Double or Nothing. Scorpio Sky won the face of the Revolution ladder match. Um, Adam Page won the casino ladder match, but he didn't beat Kenny Omega. Then we had Sammy and Cody's ladder match. Wardlow won the face of the Revolution for the TNT title, which I think he lost thanks to MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara, and then... The last ladder match we had in AEW was Bucks and Jurassic Express. So, no, nobody's ever won a, like, a casino ladder match and then gone on to win a title. So then there we go. So then this is simply going to be, even if it turns out to not be MJF, I really don't know who in the indie scene is out there like that. Uh, I mean, I would not bring anybody in from Japan to turn around and lose. So. <laughs> and we all knew right from the the promo that MJF was going to come back and oh yeah everybody was like no no it's real he's, he's going to WWE no come on this guy it's, makes a living off of literally jerking your fucking chain okay right? and he's really fucking good at it really <laughs> fucking good um god I want to see who can win this thing get a fucking big ass pop for it and then lose and not be dead and I'm thinking of two guys that's not the TBD. And the first guy is Roosh. I really think he could go in there against a John or a Punk, put on a banger and lose, and it wouldn't fucking kill him, but it would just make him a tad bit stronger because he can go. And the other guy is fucking Claudio. But if Claudio does it, people are going to get pissed off if he fucking loses. That's my, yeah. that's my only issue. As I can tell you, even though he's a Ring of Honor champ, People would get fucking pissed off if he lost to Mox. And Wheeler, Wheeler too. Wheeler, too. People would get pissed off if he lost there, too. So, only because I fucking love this dude, and honestly, because unless it is going to be MJF and CM Punk, and MJF is the first guy to actually capitalize on this fucking casino ladder match, give me Roosh. You know what I mean? So I'm that's where I'm at. I'm I'm I am I'm stuck on should I stick with TBD thinking punk can win this? Because I don't. I don't think punk can win it in the end. I think punk's done. Look at what they had to do to pump him up to go out there. I think he's done. The guy was fucking crying for fuck's sake on the fuck in the in the ring. He was crying before the promo got all serious. Now it maybe is that a sell? It could be. The guy's an actor now. I don't know. But I'm at, I'm all in on the Mox. There's nobody better for this move right now than him because again, you have Mox against the motherfucking world, okay? And it the world looks awesome that way. But when it's Punk against the world, I'm thinking E. You know what I mean? Again, unless it's MJF, this is the E reign if he go if he wins it back. So because of that, I'm sticking with Roosh as my winner. Right, which is no. weird because I almost, I almost always go TBD on this fucking thing. Right, <laughs> is a dark horse. Um, I'm going no, TBD. I'm going TBD on the promise assumption that it's MJF, but I'm also going on record and saying if it's not MJF, then I'm going to go for Wheeler Yuta. 
There we go. See, I like that. Oh my god, they would fucking destroy each other, him and Mox. <laughs> Crazy bastards. Um, well, we'll get to the main event too. Uh did it do Swerve Our Glory def- um defends in the tag titles against the acclaimed. I I I think it's a foregone conclusion. The the ass boys are gonna get involved. You really think so? Well, I mean, they're feuding with them at the moment. Well, I get that, but I mean, ah, uh, you know, oh, God, I hate that it's you brought either, that up. They, they, they either cost them the match to fuck with them, or they let them win and then challenge them. I'm more with that notion. I'm more with they might screw over Keith Lee and Swerve. But then again, I'm more leaning towards Swerve and Keith Lee just turning on each other. Yeah, now, maybe that. that can happen after the match. But regardless in this whole thing, I really don't see Swerve and our glory walking away with the belts. I don't. I mean, the acclaimed is hot as shit right now. And I remember when the only thing that was hot about Max Caster was his fucking mic and what he bullshit he's spewing out of his mouth now. Now he's entertaining. Now he's become a much funnier version of John Cena who doesn't get shoved down your throat like a motherfucker. Anthony Bowens has caught a lot of steam himself. And then, of course, you're going to fucking, you know, you're going to ride the daddy ass uh, momentum. <laughs> you know what I mean? So give me the acclaimed, but there's either either there's chicanery or 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 Lee and Swerve are splitting on each other at the end. See, I also forgot that there's some dissension in the ranks between Keith and. Oh, Strickland. yeah, and it, it's been going on for a minute, too. Um, I, I like the idea more of let's let these guys win the titles just so that we can challenge them. So, yep. I don't think we're going to see the ass boys now until the end of the match. And like we said, the acclaimed are over as fuck. If there's any, ever a better time to put the tag titles on them, it's now. So, mm-hmm. fuck it. Let's mm-hmm. go to the acclaimed. Let's go, baby. Says to me, daddy Oh. Yes, I just fucking, said that. On I air. fucking love that line. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Golly. Talk about this one right here. This one right here. Because here's, again, this is the, this, here's one of the great things about AEW. A lot of times, there's a lot of guys that if they lose, it doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt them because they're so fucking over. And Ricky, Ricky might just be on that level. He yeah. might just be. But just because he might just be don't mean I want to see him motherfucking lose. You know I mean? I don't want to see the motherfucking lose. But then again, you got to fucking do something with Hobbs. You got to do something with Hobbs. And as much as I'm... Oh, I'm, I fucking hate myself for this. I really do. I really, really do because I'm all about Ricky right now. I think Ricky is a dude who could easily be, uh, another guy who could easily be in a fucking mid mid card title f- uh, feud. Hell, he could even be a guy on the outside looking into the fucking world title. He's that fucking good. But then again, this company has done one thing way better than the WWE has in the last 15 fucking years, and that's build and create stars and it starts 
with a fucking match like this. It starts with an established guy like a Ricky Starks going against a guy that you've heard of, you've watched, you've seen, you've been around in Powerhouse Hobbs, but now you need that fucking push to say, you're the real fucking deal, bud. And the only way you can do it is at the expense of Ricky Starks. They have a goddamn blood feud right now. Oh, you're going after my neck. You know you can't do that, man. Guess what? That's probably how fucking powerhouse Hobbs becomes the ultimate badass by putting your neck out on the line for you. By injuring your neck, hopefully, quote unquote, please don't hurt him, and getting him off television for a few weeks. And when you come back, he has this gigantic motherfucking pop, blah, 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 blah. But then again, when you watch the show, they've been beating the shit out of Ricky for a minute. Yeah. And the reality is, is Ricky has had, or uh, Powerhouse Hobbs has had, um, what are they, the faction or whatever the fuck they're called? QT and his fucking nerds. Yeah, I think they're just the faction. They're, they've been having his back. But who's had the back of Ricky Starks? I think besides Dan Housen. Yeah, Taz, Taz is just talking smack on, on commentary. He's not really involved in Team Taz anymore. No, he even said Team Taz is no longer a thing. So that's where I'm going back and forth. So again, if we if we look at it like e-booking, Starks has been getting his ass kicked day after day. He's got to get the win, right? I'm still saying you go with the building move of making a star. And right now, adding more muscle to your roster, as much as people fucking say it's overdone, and I'm one of them, you still need these kind of guys. You still need a W. Morrissey, a powerhouse Hobbs, a Wardlow. You need these big, strong, beefy fucking hosses because that's what makes people think this is what real wrestling is. And then you get them with that, and then you keep them around with a Ricky Starks. You keep them around with a Kenny Omega, you know, with an Anthony Bowens, with a fucking Max Caster. You keep them around like that, but you start by showing off a powerhouse Hobbs. So give me Hobbs, and when he loses, I'm going to be pissed. Or, yeah, when he loses, I'm going to be pissed off. Uh, yeah, I'm very much the same. Uh, Ricky is super over. I, he's another one that we didn't think really we'd say that about. Um, no. Like but, I knew he was good, but it was like, is he going to break out? And boy, did he ever. Yeah. But he's still, again, he's still kind of on the fence between face and heel, so he needs mm. to like take a little bit of time and then come back as a face, whereas Hobbs mm. just needs something. He just needs so. to eat a man alive. Uh, sorry, Ricky, but Hobbs needs to win, and this feud doesn't have to end on one match. No, 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 no. And it's probably not gonna. No, come back for more. Please, please, please. Which brings us to the big two semi-main events. Um, the World Trios titles will finally be decided between the Elite mm-hmm. and TBD, which is either Dark Order or... Uh, best friends. All signs for me are poor. I mean, it's going to be a live rampage. It is going to be a live rampage. It is not taped. There's no predetermination, except for the fact that it's pro wrestling. Um, but I'm looking at it and saying it's dark water all day long. Now you're going to reignite the 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 the. the I don't want to say the feud, but I guess the feud between Kenny and Hangman and the and the I guess the. This used to be bad blood because I can't say bad blood anymore. There used to be bad blood between Hangman between the Bucks and Hangman. Yeah. So 
it's it, it is a fucking story within a story and some other stories and it's fucking a book, baby. It well, is a I have there's not many books I've seen in pro wrestling. This is my fucking book. That's the thing. The the Bucks buried the hatchet with Kenny. Well, with, with Hangman. Hangman, but Kenny never did. I, that's it. Again, th- I'm telling you, baby, books, layers upon layers upon layers. We're pages in this bitch. And I love this. This is great. The question is, do you give it to the obvious best trios team there's ever probably been? And you just, you know, pad their p- pockets and continue to build their accomplishments? Or do you finally, 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 finally give somebody that's not the late great Brody and who's not hangman page some gold. Cause I think you do. I think now is the fucking time you pull that fucking trigger. I think now is the time as much as I am saying, you really can't let Kenny fucking lose. What have you done with the dark order? And if you weren't going to disperse them and allow them to be something different, give them these trios titles. You got to do something with them. So it's either you give them these belts or you disperse them. And again, I don't see them dispersing them right away. I don't. But then again, I also can't really see fucking Kenny losing anytime goddamn soon. So it's again, we're we're in a this is the constant conundrum of logical booking in wrestling. Logical booking because it as much as it could be predictable and as we've said that multiple times in this episode, as much as it could be predictable when there's logic involved it makes you think differently. And yeah. that's why I'm stuck. Does Kenny finally lose a match, even though it's just a trios match and it kind of shouldn't matter? And the fucking Dark Order finally gets some gold and hooray for the Dark Order? Or what, is this the last straw of the Dark Order? Does Hangman turn and rejoin the Elite? Fuck, does that sound cool? <laughs> I'm interested to see how Chicago treats Paige. Jeez, yeah, especially after fucking Punk's words. Exactly, and I am very much up for Dark Order going full heel and Hangman taking over the group. I kind of love that. See, this, uh the I layers. Think, I think the elites are pretty much baby faces at this point. Oh, they are. A thousand percent. But they're, but they're like the jerk-off baby faces. Yeah. They, but- they, they st- the Bucks are still playing it up. Obviously, but you know, not as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kenny, Kenny's just kind of ah, uh, fuck me, fuck it. I'm sticking with the Dark Order again. We're building stars. We're creating people tonight. Hobbs is gonna win. Motherfuckers are gonna win. You know what I mean? We're gonna do some shit. Give the Dark Order some gold. Sorry, Kenny. Hangman's gonna be a badass though over there in the Dark Order. Yeah, if that means Dark Order's heels, then fuck it. They're also playing up that, that that Kenny's still not quite 100. Well, he's nowhere near 100%. That motherfucker's never going to be 100% again. Yeah. Never. And I mean, and that's great. Keep playing it up. Keep playing it up. Keep playing it up. Um, we were talking in the TSK last night because he was still wearing his compression uh, everything. I was like, well, he's obviously taped up. And I think they're using that to help sell that point. I said, but here's the other thing. And this is something I pointed out because I remember watching Kenny in Japan a lot. When he would do trios matches, a lot of the time when you do trios matches, he'd wrestle in a shirt because he's not the main guy. So why do I need to be out there looking like the biggest star there's ever been? And then when he would reveal himself during this time, that's when he was going against Okada, he was in better 
and better and better shape every single time. One time he was super cut, then he got bigger and then bigger. Like he, it's a transition, if you will, transformations. So I think, you know, that's going to play into it later on down the line. You know, maybe in a few months, he'll finally lose it all and be back to normal. But for right now, he's going to go out there. He's garnering attention for being Kenny Omega by himself and hanging out with the Bucks. But it's going to be the Dark Order winning. The whole T-shirt things are very good. Mm-hmm. So I think we've ruled out best friends tomorrow night. Sorry. Um, <laughs> love them. No. I do. I love them. It, it has to come down to Hangman versus the Elite. So I mean, I'm just because I'm saying, bro, you're going to you because I mean, look at it like this. Like I said, what do we got in this? This is the one goddamn match that's not that, that doesn't have just a couple, maybe a story here, maybe a couple story. This motherfucker is a book. This is a motherfucking book of stories. OK, there is plethora on plethora on plethora of stories just for this one goddamn fucking match. If you change out the Dark Order for the best friends, you go back to one page. Yeah. And I don't think you want to give up a book for one page. You go back to one page and neither of them is Hangman. Hey, and that's <laughs> not a good page. So I think there's more reasons for Dark Order to win than anybody else. So I agree. Give them the trio's titles. Give them something to do. Yeah, there you go. Give them something to do. And give Hangman something to do, too. He's been in the shadows ever since he lost the world title. Yeah, it's true. So... Main event, um, Mox and Punk 2. <sighs> There's only two it's, outcomes it's, of this match. Yeah, it's been a strange build. Um, yep. Because obviously we got the match last week, and then we thought we, were, we weren't going to get it at the pay-per-view, but at the same time, why would they deprive Chicago of CM Punk in a world title match? And now, of course, we're getting the rematch. Which wouldn't have made sense initially, but the way they played it out last night and the way they sold it, now it makes perfect sense. It does, um, absolutely. And we saw Punk very quickly go through this transition in the promo. Um, he he was very feeling sorry for himself and, like you said, crying mm-hmm. in the ring. Then his trainer comes out, Ace Steel, um, F-bombs him, slaps him around. and <laughs> Drops an F-bomb on national television. That was great. <laughs> Punk is all fired up just like that. Um, oh, yeah, I love that. That was a great line. He said, you know, he said, I was born with a fucking cord wrapped around my neck to try to kill me since day one. I was I'm like, that's sh- fucking great, man. That's I'm fucking sh- great. Give that line to a fucking rapper. He'd make trillions of dollars on that bitch. I'm sure I've heard him use that line before, and it's a great line. Uh, but I, from what I saw last night, I see this as AEW's way of redeeming Punk because obviously they brought him back from injury mm-hmm. too soon, and it felt kind of cheap that he would come back and still be world champion, which is probably why they gave it to Mox. Now they've got a story behind Punk winning the title again. It's a second chance at being world champion, which mm-hmm. he didn't get very long as world champion the first time. Again, I, uh, here, I mean, you're a million. You're hitting nails on the head. The way I'm, I'm looking at it, as the way I've been explaining it, is it's, it's either MJF versus Punk, or there's no reason for Punk to win at all. I'm sorry, as I, I get it. You're in Chicago, you know. 
you had this bullshit match where you were afraid your foot was really done and you were afraid you were done and blah, 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 and hoopity hop, blah, blah. But again, if there is nothing to lead me towards after this, and I mean it, there's nobody else out there for punk that's not named MJF. There's nobody. Unless you want to randomly build the shit out of Colt Cabana. I swear to God, there's nobody the fuck left. I'm sorry. I, 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 I know there are some serious diehard punk fans. And, hey, I'm happy he's back. I'm gl- There you go. I mean, I, I love the guy, too. I do. But I, I like my wrestling to make sense. And I, I, I tend to look at the future. And when I see nobody out there for punk that's really going to draw me some money, Who's really going to draw me some money? Because let's think about it. Let's go down this fucking list real fast. Punk and Wheeler Yuta. It's not going to sell nobody. Punk and Pentagon. Not going to sell nobody. Punk and Phoenix. Not selling. Punk and Roosh. Not selling. Punk and Dante. Not selling. Andrade. Not selling. Maybe him and Claudio. Maybe. But it's MJF or bust. And because of that, the odds are too much in my favor for Mox. Because you can go Mox and Claudio, banger. Mox and Wheeler, banger. You know, he's. I think he already fought Penta. He's already, you know, you could do him and Phoenix because it'd be a clash of styles. Him and Roosh was already really good. You know, you can build this to a bazillion fucking people on this roster. You know? So, it, 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 actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, there's only one other guy that can go against Punk that's not MJF. And that's Kenny Omega. But I don't think they're going there that fast. So because of that, again, I'm reassuring myself with Mox. And and Mox has been awesome. There's there's no doubt about that. Fuck yeah. He's great at what he does. We know this. If it wasn't for that segment last night, I would be Mox all the way. But Yeah, there was a lot of passion last night. A lot yeah. of passion. Excellent promo. And like I said, I... I I think I see what they're doing in giving Punk a second chance at winning the world title. Oh, no, I see it. I do. I just, I don't think that's enough. No, you're right. MGF has to be next. There's nobody for Punk to go against. Nobody. There's no really top heels other than, what, Jericho? Yeah. And I really don't think you want to main event that anytime soon either. No. The... There's plenty of history between Jericho and Punk, but in terms of right now, there's maybe Christian Cage, but there isn't yeah. much. But again, Punk's faced him too. There's no fresh heels for Punk to face. And yeah, he's faced MJF and AEW before, but it wasn't for the title. Yeah, I mean, that again, it, it, we went, we've gone, we're telling you, we, we're wrecking our brains. We're going down every possible feud there can be for Punk. And besides a couple of rando throws down the hallway there's nothing and i'm and i'm sorry to say that i am because i didn't hate punk's run as champ i never hated him as champ it's not like i don't want him as champ but if you've got nothing to build why are you wasting that why are you wasting the prestige of being the AEW world champion and as we know punk works best when he's got somebody that he can really sink his teeth into like mjf like he did with hangman like he's doing with mox hell and then you know what check this out let me throw another curveball out there for everybody that doesn't think they want to go they don't think they want to go for mox save punk 
now because what is in four months, Daz? January. And what comes around every January the 4th? Wrestle Kingdom. And how many? There's been a lot of contact with people. It's already being rumored that it's going to be Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship at fucking Wrestle Kingdom. You can, you can have Punk against anybody. Punk and Okada. Punk and Shingo. Punk and, and Tanahashi. Punk and Kenta. Punk and Kenta, for fuck's sake. Save him for Wrestle Kingdom. Mox can, Mox can beat the shit out of everybody for the next four fucking months, still go to Wrestle Kingdom and still look <laughs> like a fucking million bucks. Still look like a million fucking bucks. Which is I'm pretty much what you, he said last night. This is the move. This is the move. I'm sorry that you got hurt, dude. I mean, I'm sure there could have been some long-term stuff for you, and maybe things would be different, but unfortunately, this is the card we've been handed, and we're running with it. I'm going to save you for fucking Wrestle Kingdom, and you versus anybody is going to shine for me if I'm TK. Again, he needs MJF back because there's also a lot of flack on Punk because of dirt sheets and shit. Mm-hmm. So... He needs some blockbusters to get some momentum back. And the only guy that's that big of a name is MJF. Crazy how we say that. Yeah. So there we go. We're, we're split on the main events, but we both have good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and there we go. We filled the show with two predictions. Thank you, TK, for the epic <laughs> all-out card. <laughs> Um, we do have time now for our usual closers of the week, so let's find out who this week's Geek of the Week is. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, my geek of the week is that it's honestly like I wasn't a big fan of the of this episode of Dynamite. Truth be told, I felt like it was a very E related kind of show. Felt very uh, just fucking out there. Um, hell, I mean, I heard I've heard praises from Brian Alvarez that he loved that opener. I did not like that opener for a guy. For first off, for a guy who's an undefeated MMA practitioner and a guy who has a fucking MMA ba- a jujitsu background, and, and Brian Danielson, your guys' transitions were fucking hot garbage. Hot fucking garbage. And this is coming from a blue belt, okay? Hot garbage. Fucking, come on now. Do better. But there was only one guy that irked me the whole night, and that was my man, the B.A.J., the buff-ass Jose, over here, like, just everything he does fucking irks me. Everything fucking, the guy, the assistant for Andrade. I call him B.A.J. Because if you've ever seen Jose with, the assistant Jose with his shirt off, the man's fucking jacked. So I call him the B.A.J., buff-ass Jose. And this week, you is the geek of the week. Goddamn B.A.J. All right. And now for this week's Wrestler of the Week. The Bestler of the Week. The Bestler. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Is the short answer. Um... Like I said earlier, I I watched Dark Elevation this week and Dynamite last night, and Dante had matches on both, um, looking good, but not really enough to be best of the week. Um, if it was going based on not 
just have if if it was based on not having a match, then it would be either Riddle or Seth Rollins because they've been the ho- the hottest talking point this week. Absolutely. Um, Punk and Mox had great segments, but I want I want to pick somebody who actually had a match this week, and oh. for that reason, um, shit, I'm trying to think what happened on SmackDown. Drew got his ass kicked. Um, actually, fuck it, Kevin Owens. Let's go. Um, he had a match this week, and Triple H is pushing him back to where he should be. So, Kevin Owens can take best of the week this week. Let's go. I also love how he brought up his history with Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Fuck, build this shit back the fuck up, man. Like, you know what, Jo. Uso too, his non-changing angry expression is priceless. Awesome. Especially when you have Sami Zayn doing everything in his power to make Oh yeah, he break. goes up to me, he's all yeah, check the handshake. He does the fucking handshake. We're working we're, on it. We're working on it. I'm like, fucking, why are you awesome? Like, why are you like the you're the fucking cool white guy, bro? That's what you are, fucking there, goddamn Sammy. You're the cool white guy. And at the same time, him and Jamie are just nailing it. All day long, man. This whole thing is awesome. Sami Zayn is a treasure, and uh, actually, he he is probably going to be best for the week at some point in the next couple of weeks because he's doing great work right now. But um, I'm just happy to see Kevin Owens back in a prominent position. Factual statements, baby. All right, there you go. Double predictions this week. we get to take a little bit of a breather next week and get back to our usual segments. And of course we are getting closer and closer. It seems like it's still a long way away, but we're getting closer and closer to promo series. And of course that'll be survivor series weekend, but let's get through this big weekend first. So Mm -hmm. thank you for spending your first day with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK at the captain five one two and at SMR Podnet. Check out our website, maxrossing.net. Don't forget to hit the sub or follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. Um, been trying to post on Instagram a lot more on, on the Max Rossing account lately. I remembered TikTok two weeks ago. I forgot right. it this week. I will try to post. Well, we didn't even do a later talk down this week. But... Well, it's okay because the reality is we <laughs> forgot about a, not, a lot of news, so I got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Well, there you go. Hit, hit us up on TikTok and also share your predictions for Clash at the Castle and All Out. Oh, yeah. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. The fucking countdown has begun starting on the 6th. The 6th of fucking September. Retro Rewind comes back hot and heavy going with straight out of the gates with a pay-per-view. It's going to be WWF Survivor Series from 1996, November 17th, 1996 to be exact. It includes a very awesome, or actually, no, I wouldn't say awesome, but it includes a world title match between Psycho Sid and Shawn Michaels. For those who already know what happens, shit, I didn't as a kid, so I I knew the aftermath, but um, I this it's great to relive. You know what I mean? Like I remember Taker becoming champ in '96. I don't yeah. remember how it happened. Now I get to watch it, and it's great, and you guys get to relive it with me. So, again, September the 6th, that will drop, and we will be coming back each and every week with your Raw and Nitros from back in the day. So Retro's coming back hot and heavy. And for those Bolt fans out there, Bolt uh, the Bolt rant is coming back as well. 
Preseason just ended. 53-man roster has been made. There was already one free agent signing. There's a lot to talk about. That's coming in this weekend. The season starts September the 11th, opening week one against the Las Vegas Raiders. Not only are you going to get my roster breakdown, my fucking ever all, all There's just going to be all kinds of shit. Let's just say there's all kinds of shit. I can't fucking talk about it now because the list is in front of me. And if I were to go down it, we'd be here until about 7 o'clock. And I got to get to work. So. Just know that uh, SMR Podnet's coming back hot, heavy, and uh, Retro's number one at this point. So let's get going. Retro is the best. Oh, I'm with it. Um, Throne Zone made its return last week. Yeah, it did. Um, thank you to Daniel Crimmins for taking over as co-host. Um, it is currently blocked on YouTube because we got copyright striked for the signature for... Danger Zone Productions, which we've been using for like two, three fucking years. I was going to say, things has been out there forever. Um, but you can still check it out on SoundCloud and all the uh, podcast MP3 apps out platforms. there. Yeah. Just not in Vidya right now. No, no Vidyas, but it's okay. Rest assured, once the... I, I disputed it and then realized, shit, it actually is correct. So once that runs out, I'll mute the SIG. The episode will be live again. And of course, as you're going to see at the end of this episode, there's a new signature. So they Ray. All right, we're gonna end the show now with Travis has a little something to say. Uh, I also believe the Phoenix has something to say. So here's two promos to close the show for you. Goodbye and good night. Promos you, Sam. There's a storm coming. There's a wind coming. You're gonna call yourself the Dragon King? Are you fucking serious? Last time I checked, there are no dragons around here. And last time I checked, I wear the fucking crown in Max Wrestling. If you want a dragon in Max Wrestling, by God, I can do that too. We got the American dragon, Brian Danielson, because he's one of the best in the fucking world. In wrestling. Well, in Max, and in promos, I'm the fucking best. So, I can be the American Dragon. I can be the American Dragon of Max Wrestling. And I am King. So, before you start going around calling yourself the Dragon King, I did it. I am. You're not. You're delusional. You're also a coward because you think I asked for a rematch. I never asked for a rematch. I didn't even ask to make it a triple threat. I'm just not going to argue or do anything about it. I accepted. That's all I did. You're the coward that don't have the balls to face me one-on-one again because you know that I'm going to treat you just like John Moxley treated CM Punk last week. Do you understand me? I will run you down and you know it. That's why you had to get your jury brother to join the match. So I'm outnumbered. But here's the problem. I've done triple threats. I've done fatal four ways. And I fucking won those two. Do you honestly think I'm afraid of you or Chad? The fucking weasel wannabe Thor? Ash Ketchum dollar store version motherfucker? No. I'm not afraid of either one of you. So that championship on your shoulder, Captain, don't mean shit right now. And just like John Moxley said, the one on mine don't mean shit. It don't mean shit until I beat you. 
and it don't mean nothing until I beat Chad. Recognize who you are dealing with. Acknowledge me. And acknowledge the threat I am to you, Dazzy. Acknowledge the threat I am to you, Chad. And acknowledge me as the threat to the jury. That's why you're not going after Moses. That's not why... That's why you're not going after Nikola. That's why you're not ganging up on anybody but me. You you couldn't take me out by yourself. So you had to get help. I will meet you both. At promo series. I'm going to destroy you both. I'm going to destroy the jury. And as for the other member of the jury. Cypher. We're watching you, bud. We're invested into your triathlon match against Moses Marquez. We will be watching. We are taking notes. Best of luck against Moses. You're going to need it. But Chad, Dazzy, Captain, I would wish you luck, but there's not enough luck in the world because you have to face Travis the Walker Anderson. Anderson. Of weeks ago, I asked why people feel the need to attack me from behind. See, for those who aren't quite up to date, or if you're new to Max Wrestling, at Promo Slam, I was hit from behind after my promo on the Demoness. Now, I don't know who, I don't know why. Only that it was done with a gavel. So that still begs a question, who did it? Now I know lawyers tend to use them in court. No, 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 wait, wait. That's judges. Alright. I also know that our very own captain has one. But he says it's got missing and that he's going to look into it. Funny you should mention it though, because my gavel's gone missing. Any idea who took it? No. But yet, the funny thing is, every piece of evidence points to you. Wouldn't be the first time You've lied to me. It wouldn't be the first time you've attacked me from behind. So as far as I'm concerned, our captain 
has some explaining to do. Is taking two championships away from me a promo mania not enough for you? If you have a problem with me, that's fine. Just grow some balls and face me like a man.